This is Steven. And this is Tracy. And this is the Just the Two of Us podcast. on the following platforms Podbean, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Player FM, Google Play, and TuneIn. Just search Just the Two of Us Podcast. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook at Just the Two of Us Podcast or on Twitter at JTTOU Podcast. Hey everyone, how you doing? Hey, what's up? We're back. We're back. Yes, we know uh, we've been gone a while and, and a lot of you guys have uh, been wondering where we've been. Really? I don't know, a couple of people did at least. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, the, the couple of people are just my friends. <laughs> oh, still, that's so nice. Thank you for wondering where we are. Well, we're back. Um, and hopefully we'll stick around a little bit longer. Yeah, we, we're back. Uh, we just took a little hiatus. Uh, nothing major or anything. We just took a little break uh, while we decided to work on some content for you guys. And we have decided that we can't leave you guys wanting or hanging uh, anymore in the future. So we are here to announce the beginning of a new signature series that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to our regular podcast where we talk about different uh, pop culture, entertainment things, we are going to uh, start this series with this episode where we take a, a single television show and do a recap of every episode for that entire season. And the show that we've decided to go with is... That was a great drum roll, by the way. Thank you. I, I can roll my tongue pretty well. <laughs> it is... The Watchmen on uh, HBO. Yes, The Watchmen, the uh, HBO adaptation of the Alan Moore comic book. And the Zack Snyder film. Uh, what we're going to do is each week, we're, after each episode, we're just going to do a little recap for you guys. Give you guys our thoughts on the show. Mm-hmm. Some things that we noticed. Things we thought were funny, that were great. Um, I, we thought this would be a great opportunity with the uh, Game of Thrones ending earlier this year. HBO is looking for a new signature drama that would kind of you know, work to satiate the, uh, the appetite of... Uh, fantasy drama uh, sci-fi fans and looks like the the show they're going to go with is The Watchmen. So with that said, mm-hmm. let's get started. For for those of you who don't know about The Watchmen, it's based on a uh, comic book by Alan Moore, uh, which uh, essentially uh, dealt with people who were called, I guess they were called hero superheroes but they were pretty much just vigilantes Mm -hmm. and they really didn't have any powers apparently like i never read the comic and never watched the movie so i came in watching this television show pretty uh you know with a clean slate without any preconceived notions but then doing some research apparently the the characters in the watchmen did not have any superpowers with the exception of one particular character 
which is funny because all these years, like, I thought this was like a straight up superhero <laughs> thing. Like, I thought they were all, they had powers and special right. abilities and things like that. Right. My mistake, well, this show is what I would call an, an a loose adaptation of, of Watchmen. It's it's not a faithful, you know, sequel adaptation of, of the comic book. It's more of a show that is set in the universe of the comic book. So, right. so there are some people might be disappointed to see, like, it's not a direct, you know, sequel to the events of the uh, the original uh, comic book and film, which took, which took place pretty much, like, in the 80s. So it's, it's, you know, if you're fans of Fargo, you can think of it like how... The Fargo television series isn't like a direct adaptation of the Fargo television uh, Far- Fargo film. It's more like you know a television show that's set in that universe and inspired by the original film. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what this show is about. And in the first episode, uh, the first episode opens to give you a quick summary with a a child watching a a serial of. The Lone Ranger. Well, not really the Lone Ranger, but of Bass Reeves, uh, who is a, a U.S. Marshal who uh, people have said is uh, the inspiration for the Lone Ranger. And while the kid's watching this serial, it takes place in what, I guess, the early uh, early 20th century, about 1921. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see that this, uh, this takes place during the Black Wall Street massacre that, that happened in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a little flashback into that, and then the, the show immediately jumps to uh, the present time where there are police officers who wear masks to conceal their identities. Uh, one police officer pulls over a guy um, for a traffic violation and ends up being killed or shot by, mm-hmm. by the uh, suspect. The police chief of, of Tulsa uh, decides that you know they need to you know, retaliate and try to find out who did this, who they suspect is the 7th Calvary, which is a white supremacist group that was influenced by Rorschach, who was uh, one of the characters from the original Watchmen uh, comic book. And in doing, you know, in working the case and trying to figure out who shot this cop, they bring in a character named Angela Abar, who's a policewoman, um, played by Regina King, and... Retired police. Woman. She's quote unquote retired, but mm-hmm. she's essentially another mass vigilante who goes by the name of Sister Knight. So she, by day, she poses as a woman who's opening up a bakery, but <laughs> she's really a vigilante named Sister Knight, and she helps the police uh, in their investigation try to find out who shot this police officer and track down the, the members of the Seventh Cavalry. And essentially, they they find the people responsible. Um, there's a shootout. Cows are killed. Poor cows. Planes are crashed. <laughs> but it looks like all is well when they you know find out <clears throat> you know that they killed the, the guys they think are responsible. But long story short, by the end of the fin- by the end of this episode, uh, the police chief is spoiler alert found dead, hung, struck up, lynched by a tree. Um, by Regina King's character Angela, and also she finds there. Not that sounded like no. She didn't uh, string him up. Right, no, yeah, she didn't. She, <laughs> that sounded a little weird. I know this would be a whole different show. She was stringing people up, but no, no. she 
she got she a, found him. Yeah, she received a mysterious call that told her to go out to this this uh, particular part of town, and where she found the police chief strung up and a old black man played by Lou Gossett Jr. in a wheelchair sitting there. And and you come to find out it's the it's the same little boy from the beginning of the show uh, that was in in the Tulsa massacre and escaped. And that's the quick and dirty synopsis of it. And then they want to like, you know, go through and belabor the, the whole story. But that's pretty much uh, what happened. Yes, that was excellent. Thank you very much. Yeah. So you're going to lead us off in a rousing round of, of discussion. Well, I don't know how rousing it is. <laughs> but from the jump, it was I was intrigued by this um, by this show where the first thing we see is uh, Bass Reeves who was a U.S. Marshal who rounded up lots of uh, desperados and criminals and things of that sort um, in the 1800s. And it is widely believed that he is actually the basis of the Lone Ranger. But the thing with Bass Reeves is he's black. And not <laughs> many people know that little bit of history. That's one of those little mm-hmm. bits of history not people know about. So it was actually kind of cool to see that. Like that opened the show with this kid watching this, you know, smooth, real serial of of Bass Reeves capturing this. Um, you know, I guess in this particular one he was watching, he captured the uh, the town sheriff who was white, who I guess was a crooked town sheriff. Mm-hmm. And then you see the faces of everyone who was like very appreciative of this black man saving them because <laughs> they were all, um, you know, they were all white people. And they were like, thank, thank you, Bass Reeves, for, you know, <laughs> getting rid of this corrupt sheriff. So that was pretty interesting. I think that's probably something that kind of plays, that's going to play on later in the show and some of the mm-hmm. themes of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you What did you think of that? Did you know about Bass Reeves beforehand? Um, I knew about the influence um, that Lone Ranger was influenced by someone black. I did not know his name. So that was news to me, the name. But I knew about the, mm-hmm. yeah, I heard about stories that, yeah, I just didn't know the name. Yeah, and, and if you see pictures of of him online, you do a search for him. He's got that, he's got that Dennis Graham mustache. <laughs> he's got that Larry Graham mustache. He's got that giant push broom mustache. It's just huge, and that that was that's kind of interesting. Look about him. <laughs> but also, as as part as the backdrop is the the Black Wall Street massacre, mm-hmm. where uh, for those who don't know, uh, do your googles. And you can look up and find uh, information about Black Wall Street, which was like a a bustling, thriving uh, part of Oklahoma that was uh, you know where a, a bunch of black people live, where they had their own businesses, they had their own industry, restaurants, banks, everything, and you know due to some you know jealousy and racial animus by the white people in the area. They were jealous. They just couldn't let the black people prosper, so they decided to uh, attack the townspeople and destroy the town and killed countless men, women, and children, and thus destroying that that entire community and displacing uh, many of those who survived. Mm-hmm. And that you know that was another interesting way to start the show because mm-hmm. I'm like. Oh, so we like talking about Black Wall Street. Like I, I was like, yo, like where did this come from? You know, I just I, yeah. I had no idea what to expect on this show because I had no background yeah. on it really. And I'm like, oh, we talk about Black Wall Street. Like you about to get into it? 
Yeah, I wonder how that will come into if it plays any other part in the show, you know, later on in the show. That's how that's integrated into the show. That's what I'm wondering if it is or if it's just setting the scene, you know. So. Well, I think I I think you know what I read a couple of interviews or articles about the show and uh creator Damon Lindelof who um also ran lost uh for people who don't know i mean jj abrams was the big name at the time that you know executive producer jj abrams but damon mm-hmm. lindoff actually was the one who ran the show and was the the guy running the ship on lost and he also did the same thing on the leftovers for hbo when mm-hmm. in, in articles with him he you know i guess he kind of tipped his hand in the past week in the articles that came out that this show is basically going to address like white supremacy in this country like that's one of the mm. major themes mm. of white supremacy and how you know people who aren't part of the majority mm-hmm. in this country are treated so it's kind of like mm. that's i guess you know the black wall street thing was him just giving you guys a preview of like this is what's going to happen right and i think that's what's you know what's going on with the show where you know, we when we jump to the to the present time, we have cops who are basically the cops are hunted and cops are under threat. So all the cops wear masks to conceal their identity. Mm-hmm. And they don't. No one knows where they work. They're, they're basically like spies in the CIA. They, right. They, they don't have, tell people that they are cops. As yeah. Evidenced by the first episode. Right. They have yeah. like you know these cover stories and and you know no one really knows who they are. And another interesting thing is with cops. Here, I guess the use of lethal weapons is highly mm. regulated by the police. Right. So the cop in this, you know, episode from the beginning, the patrol patrolman, you know, he has to get permission from, mm. um, you know, the home base to unlock his firearm. Right. And you That's know, crazy. there was some hesitation there, uh, and then giving him that permission, which you know, direct result of him dying because mm. he couldn't get permission to unlock his firearm. And, you know, later on in the show, we see when the police chief played by Don Johnson uh, is getting the cops together saying we're going to investigate. We're going to find out who shot our fellow cop, how they needed to get, you know, they need to invoke some special, mm-hmm. um, you know, statute to get access to weapons right. for the cops to carry on the street during this this time. Mm-hmm. And they had a uh, it's very interesting because they had like, you know. The, the the panda bear who was at the meeting. I guess he was like the administrative, like, I don't know what the panda was, but, you know, he was the one who had to, like, take the the the, the, cult, the vote on the, I guess the vote on whether, uh, whether yeah. or not they can uh, officially use the weapons. And it's very weird because, like, everyone wore disguises, which is interesting because everyone wore, like, disguises to hide their identity mm-hmm. except for the chief of police. Right. Who Which I would think is like the biggest It's the biggest person. Target. <laughs> yeah, like that should definitely have a disguise or a, a, a mask, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was pretty interesting. The panda is just a panda. Yeah, his name is just Panda <laughs> just, for now. His name is Panda. Yeah, so there's a few other people, mm-hmm. you know, who are dressed up like differently from the cops. I guess maybe they're like either just independent contractor vigilantes or maybe they're specific detectives. Who knows? Mm. Um... But when we first meet uh, Regina King's character, Angela Abar, she's like giving like a 
She seemed like a presentation, like yeah, a, at her, I guess at, at her, at her kid's school, school yeah. like you know, like a career day type thing. And she's giving a presentation on eggs and talking about she's like a baker and stuff like that. And she's mm-hmm. gonna open up this bakery. And what they was just hilarious to me was like the one kid asked her, "Did she get the money to buy, to open up the bakery with her red ferations?" Oh right. And in case you didn't know, in this uh, alternate reality show. Robert Redford has been president for the past like thirty years, <laughs> pretty much. Because <laughs> so um, during in the in the comics, they um, they repealed the twenty second amendment that uh, had term limits for presidents during Richard Nixon's presidency, and then after Nixon, Robert Redford became president. So, <laughs> and apparently, as part of his presidency, he gave out Redford reparations, reparations, right. which <laughs> essentially were reparations that were paid to people of color. Um, due to the 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 racial animosity and and bigotry and discrimination they've received over the years, so even in this alternate world, Robert Redford's doing that thing. So we appreciate that. Did they make any mention of him in the show? I, I feel like I didn't see anything. I was kind of confused what that kid was saying. I was like, oh, and then I re- then I read, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, they. Ma- I can't remember if they, if they mentioned made- it because yeah, yeah I ha- I looked it up also and saw it. Um, that he was the president. Um, so I'm not sure. They may have done it quickly during, you know, it was a couple of montage scenes. Yeah, and, maybe during um, yeah, TV man. stuff. I look back and we watch Yeah, the so episode. they may have mentioned that Robert Redford was like the new president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, but uh, but that was pretty funny because like he, you know, the kid asked <laughs> Angela if she got her red for racial And he money. looked very upset too. He was like, was his arms crossed? I know. He was like... I know you need. How'd you get that money, black girl? Right. That's pretty much how you looked at her, and she looked at him like little boy. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> she gave him that look. She was her cutting eyes, and boy, she gave him a death stare. And then that's when, like you know, the kids were like dismissed. And, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, that's because no, her son or daughter. I'm not quite sure at this point. Her son or daughter. Uh, attacked the boy who asked the question and started fighting. Oh, right, right. Yeah, and then they yeah. and then they left the school. And let me say that their um their son and or daughter because it looks like a boy, but in the and looking up on the research on the show, um yeah, she she's being described as his da- as her daughter. So I don't know what the deal is. And in any event, he he or she whoever you know what whatever she's identified as. Does look like Blanket Jackson, so that, <laughs> that's one confirmation we have. We don't know if if she's you know identifies as a girl or or a boy in the, in the scope of this show in the context of this show, but she does look like Blanket Jackson, and that was like yo, it's like Blanket Jackson acting now. <laughs> but I guess it wouldn't make sense because Blanket Jackson's kind of old now. <laughs> yeah, isn't <he>? yeah, <laughs> like very much so. Yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, what else do we see? Oh yeah, the um. Um, Lou Gossett Jr. Right. So, mm. yeah, Angela Angela goes to her bakery, and outside her bakery is an old black man sitting in the wheelchair, and then as she's opening up, he says to her, do you think I could lift 200 pounds? And she looked at him like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever, old man. And then, you know... I guess did he say something about her opening up the bakery? Yeah, like, like when are you gonna open it up? Right, when and... you open up that bakery, because <laughs> like yeah, right. the bakery is essentially a front for her. Like she's right. still doing her her crime fighting vigilante thing at Sister Night, and you know he's like, when are you gonna open it? Because like it's clear he knows what's going on. Yeah, as he... evidenced 
by her him later on calling her. Yeah, it's, yeah, he looks like he knows something because he's the one who calls her later up and later right. in the show. Um, at the end, and tells her to to come to this location. And don't wear that mask and stuff. Right, yeah. exactly. And um, well, we can talk about that now because that was interesting. Because I didn't, I didn't make that connection to like because she pulls, she rolls up. You know, she goes to the location at the end of the show. He says, and then she finds the police chief there mm-hmm. hanging from a tree, like right. he was lynched. And Lou Gossett Jr. is just sitting there in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And we know that Lou Gossett Jr. at that point is the same little boy from the beginning because at the beginning of the, of the show, the little boy, you know, his father wrote a note saying, watch over this boy. And then at the end of the episode, Lou Gossett Jr. had the same note saying, watch over this boy. So we know it's the same boy. And mm-hmm. then, you know, she says, like, you got to be 90 years old. And he says, I'm, I'm 105 or whatever. Right. And then I just finally made a connection like, he asked her, did she think he could lift 200 pounds? And the next thing we know, Don Johnson's body's hanging from a tree. And I'm like, yo, did Luke Gossett Jr. just lift <laughs> Don Johnson up on a tree? Like, did he just, like, hang this dude? Because I would guess Don Johnson probably weighs about 200 pounds. And see, then I start making the connection later on to the what we watched. Uh, what, the, what he watched, rather, as a little boy, the... Uh, Bass Reeves. Right. Serial, yeah. And taking down this corrupt... New grill. Right. Right, because, like, and that's the thing. We're, because we're thinking, okay, because even though, like, the Don Reeves, uh, Don Johnson's character, uh, the chief, looked like he was on the good side and, you mm-hmm. know, he was trying to solve these crimes, he he did do some things that were kind of curious. Like, first of all, he's, like, a cokehead, apparently, and apparently <laughs> right. his wife knows, and and Angela knows that mm-hmm. he's a cokehead. Also, um, he, you know, and he had a conversation with Angela after they, you know, stopped the guys in the plane that that killed the, um, that ended up kill, uh, shooting the cop. Mm-hmm. He kept saying tick tock, tick tock, right. tick tock, which is kind of related to. You know something that the the Seventh Cavalry white supremacist guys were doing, where they were taking these watches and taking them apart, like they were doing something mm-hmm. with it, and and it's like, is he one of them? Like, is mm-hmm. he like secretly a white supremacist because they're right. going tick tock, tick tock? And then you see the picture of apparently him and his father, like as he's getting dressed. In one scene, you know, he's getting dressed. Was it right before he left? Yeah, to, the, yeah, it's right before he the, left. Yeah, I think it was like towards the end of the show, right? The episode, yeah, he was leaving, getting dressed, and you see this picture of what appears to be him, his little boy, and his father, and so you just kind of wonder. Yeah, is 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 Don Johnson's chief, uh, Chief Judd Crawford, is he like actually a bad guy, and you know a black man was was you know took out this corrupt mm-hmm. lawman? I mean, mm-hmm. is, is that the parallel that we're talking about here? Did like somehow. Lugasa Jr. know that that Judd Crawford, Chief Judd Crawford, was a bad guy. And then the final thing, what I looked at was, according to the Wikipedia, <laughs> uh, Lugasa's character's name is Will Reeves. His last name is Reeves. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. I don't know if you saw that. No, I did not see that. Yes. So, what's that all about? <laughs> like, is he related to Bass Reeves? That'd be interesting. Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah, wow! I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know his name was Will Reeves, and that and that's one interesting thing about this show that like people, you know, some people might find frustrating. It's kind of like they don't really explain stuff in the show, right? Yeah, it's like you don't. 
and I think even if you if you read the source material, I still think it still might be a little confusing. Yeah. To, to you know, because yeah. lots of things happen and you just don't know. Like mm-hmm. you don't know why were these like little tiny squids falling from the sky like yeah, what's rain? What's that about? Like what's that about? Like, right. I, mean, I know that <laughs> I know it's a nod to something that happened in the comics, but right. You know, still you might be like, what? This doesn't make any sense. And this, mm-hmm. you know, the other little things that go on, like the you know the Doctor Manhattan character. They showed a news clip where he's like, Doctor Manhattan's still on Mars. And mm. I, apparently that's what happened at the end of the comic. Like, mm. he went to, he went away to Mars because he couldn't be on Earth anymore. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like lots of little random things that happen. He's like, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. what's the deal with these kids? Like, yeah. not only did, like, you know, the one kid that was in a fight at the school of the, Angela, you know, look uh, looked like Blanket Jackson. Like, all the other kids were of uh, lighter complexion as mm-hmm. well, which is odd considering... You're putting it nicely. I mean, they pretty much looked white. Okay, they did. They, they, look, they looked white. Yeah, which I is mean, odd but, because Angela's you know, husband is, you know, a dark-skinned man played by, you know, Yaha, uh, you know, what's his name? Yeah. <laughs> Yaha Abdul-Mateen mm-hmm. uh, from Aquaman and Black Mirror and, and all that stuff. So it was kind of interesting who these kids are. And they're, they're not expecting you know, they ex- didn't explain it. Yeah. But I mean, I'm assuming they're going to explain it later. Somehow it's going to come out. Maybe they're adopted. Maybe they, you know, kids that she had with somebody else. At first, I thought she was kids she had with the chief. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought that was the case. But then it still wasn't fully explained. So but it was this odd thing with these kids. So there's just a number of little things that weren't really explained. Right. Um, you know, like another thing is with Jeremy Irons' character, who plays um you know i guess i guess you know it, it said that he, he he could be osmandius or he could be you know, or the or which is the the superhero or vigilante name of oh the older man yeah the older man yeah. yeah of um one of the characters yeah. from the original comic That's they they just assumed, you know they yeah. showed him at the end like they kind of switched from Tulsa to like mm-hmm. England and he's right. in this big castle in this manner and he has like two servants that are helping him which is kind of odd the way they acted like they weren't quite you know there in the head Mm -hmm. and uh, i think maybe they're supposed to be robots who aren't quite you know perfectly formed robots (laughs) but it's just really weird yeah reading about them i don't think they're robots but based on their character names it may give away why they were acting the way they are did were (laughs) um yeah if you look up the characters of those servants then you're just like Oh, okay. okay. I can't find it right now. Sorry. No, that's that's okay. I mean, there's a lot to unpack. It's a lot, yeah, because yeah, neither one of us have you know read the comics or and we did not see the film, so we're we're kind of learning as we go. Which I assume a lot of people who are watching this are going to be in the same boat. No one has you know read the comics, and and I always find that whenever I see anything based off of a comic, I always try to look stuff up because. Otherwise, you're just like, what's going on? Because <laughs> so many things happen in comic books. And then with comic books, from what I know, you know, they can just completely like re- have a whole new like issue that's like rewrites everything. Kind of, you know, just a whole new uh, world. You know what I mean? Like you'll have one series and then they'll ch- like change up a lot of stuff. And then, you mm-hmm. know, different things happen. Like they'll create like a whole new universe. And right. Yeah. That sort of thing happens in comic books. Like. 
people don't really die you know people come back <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying so like i always find with comic book stories um movies or shows i always try to look things up if it if it looks interesting enough where i want to watch it i always try to look things up beforehand to see like what kind of the basis is because that just helps you make sense of you know give you a little bit to go on so yeah that's what i recommend for anybody that wants to watch this um i assume like you did watch it because you're listening to this and we're giving you away a lot of spoilers um you know just kind of read up a little bit just go to wikipedia i mean you don't need anything i don't think too in depth (laughs) but just give it just gives you kind of a little idea of where this is going yeah and that's what i did but i i did it actually after we watched the show because i I really Mm -hmm. wanted to go in fresh because i I didn't want to have any pre knowledge of of the show and you know i i I enjoy being able to watch it and not have any expectations of what's going to happen right and then finally after the show as i went back and then read some stuff about the comic read stuff about the the movie that came out Mm -hmm. and was able to get a little bit more background on what's going on Mm -hmm. but I, i definitely yeah, I, I think, you know, the show is going to definitely explain stuff a little bit more detail yeah. as it goes on. I don't know how many episodes it's going to be. But uh, nine. That's oh, only nine? Mm-hmm. Man, wow. It's going to be quick. It's gonna nine be quick. is going to be quick. I think that's going to go by fast. Yeah, I mean, it'll be before <laughs> the end of the year, it will be done. So, yeah, um, yeah, that, that's interesting. But I, I do think it's, it's going to be uh, very entertaining and... I think they're really going to do a good job of, you know, fleshing out and explaining it. I mean, it's the first episode. I mean, I'm someone who's not impatient when it comes to shows. Like, some people just get upset because everything's not explained in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't see how everything ties together. And mm-hmm. I have yeah. no problem, like, waiting and going through a show and let it, like, find its, mm-hmm. you know, find its way and finally come together. Like, people just have short attention spans these days. I would definitely say, like, yeah, the first episode, I mean, it seems like it got good, re- like, w- uh, a good reception via Twitter. Uh, seemed like a lot of people were into it. Uh, a lot of people were like, I don't know what's going on, but I like it. Like, I'm gonna, you know, I can't wait to see what happens next type of responses. Um, so I would just say, given what I've read online about it, like, there's a lot that could happen with this, which, again, to me is very comic book like. There's so much that goes on in comics. Um, so just reading kind of like the basis of this comic, um, there's a lot that could happen with this show. Like, they could really do several seasons with this, I think. Oh, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. I definitely think this is going to be their new, like, premiere drama mm-hmm. that they're going to have on HBO. Um, seeing as though, like, the critics have, like, killed Westworld, although I liked Westworld, and I can't wait to watch the, the new season, season three. But it seems like Westworld is one of those shows where HBO is kind of expecting it to be the success of the Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Big budget, you know, lots of stars. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, like, and the execution, it, it wasn't executed particularly well in some cases. Mm-hmm. And the critics have just killed Westworld. A lot of people have checked out on it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, maybe they're hoping that Watchmen could be more of a of a mainstream hit than, than Westworld and kind of mm-hmm. be a show that takes on the, takes the torch from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, so anything else you want to say? No. Okay. Well, I want to say this is one black show. <laughs> for a show that it it's funny for a show that's you know the showrunner is a, a white man and it has a, a couple of black stars in it, but for the most part it's still a, a majority white cast. 
And, you know, I, I don't know the background of the crew, but, I mean, it's Hollywood, so I think it's probably safe to assume it's mostly white. <laughs> yeah. For, for those, considering all those factors, it's, it's quite amazing that actually it looks like, you know, the, the subject matter, what they're going to talk about and the themes they're going to play around with, with, you know, racism and uh, the experience of people of color in this country and then the, the rise uh, of, of black supremacy, I'm like, yo, that's pretty, pretty bold, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it'd be interesting to see like how well they do. Um, you know, is it going to really be, you know, a, a theme that goes on throughout the course of the show or the season, or is this just something they just dropped in the first episode? Who knows? You know, we have yeah. we have no idea. Um, but I I really would like to see them continue along those lines and and make it something that's a thread that that goes throughout the the rest of the show. Agreed. Yeah, just, yeah, same thing. I think it's very ballsy to do um, a show based on this because, I mean, if you you let Twitter tell it, if you let social media tell it, you know, it's kind of like you you get the sense that people are just uh, maybe fed up is not really what I want to say, but kind of fed up and, or just annoyed with bringing up like, you know, white supremacy and, you know, black people complaining about it, you know, like you get the sense that people just think that's all like black people do is complain and talk about white supremacy. And yeah, so very interesting that they chose this topic to cover. (laughs) And it's funny because like this is, you know, on a slight tangent, but I, I do feel it's related because uh, HBO, you know, last year announced that Confederate show from mm-hmm. you know Benioff and Weiss, the guys who run Game of Thrones, and there was like this immense backlash from the Confederate sh- you know show mm-hmm. um, because they did. It's funny because they didn't have a script. Right. They didn't have any stars. All they had were the producers, Benioff and Weiss, mm-hmm. and a couple of other producers. One of it's just like Malcolm Spellman, who's a, a black writer and producer in Hollywood who who worked on Empire, and saying, you know, we're going to make this just show about an alternate reality mm. um, where instead of, you know, what happened in real life where the North won the Civil War, right. where the North didn't win the Civil War, and the country was like split in two where there was still like the South and there was still slavery in the South. And that got people up in arms. Ooh, people people were. were pissed. Yeah. Like they did they did not want to see it at all. I mean, they went in on Benioff and White, <laughs> talking about, you know, these two white men. They have, you know, they, they have troubles with race and gender on Game of Thrones, which gives them the right to do this show. Uh-huh. I mean, they pretty much got that show canceled before it even came out. Like because HBO gave this big announcement and then you heard nothing about the show after that because it was so much backlash and vitriol mm-hmm. from you know the public on that show right which i think like to me personally mm-hmm. i thought was overblown because in my opinion mm-hmm. like i'm someone like i would have liked to have seen i'm like i'm like that monique meme i would like to see it like i would <laughs> like i would have liked to have seen the show before i make a judgment on like how it's going to be like i guess the problem with that is like the the 
the premise was explained, you know, yeah. it was the summary was given, you know, during like the the press presentation about the show. Right. And then everyone's like, we don't want to, we're dealing with, you know, white supremacy and, and police shootings and things like that right now. We don't need to go to this, you know, <laughs> this, this civil war fantasy porn right. for, you know, slavery or whatever. And I'm like, yo, that was just the explanation of the premise. Like, how would you wait until the actual show comes out and then you can decide then mm -hmm. wow this is not a good idea you know and i don't think on his face it was yeah. that offensive like it was basically alternate reality saying hey the the north didn't win didn't win a civil war and in fact the country is split in half and there's still slaves in the south i mean i thought that would have been an interesting premise of course it was going to take you know very skilled people to like kind of pull it off Mm -hmm. But people weren't even trying to hear that. And it's interesting in contrast with what's going on in this show where it's a show run by white people mm -hmm. and about an alternate reality mm -hmm. where, you know, race is at the forefront of, of the show. Right. And I don't, and people are like cheering like, yeah, 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 Black Wall Street, yeah. People are excited about this show when they're watching it last night, you know, following the Twitter comments, which is really the polar opposite of how people felt about confederate when it was announced without even seeing one frame of film on the show i think the whole like slavery didn't end just did it for me <laughs> i was like nope but i will say this i would it's like somebody said in in some of the comments that i saw last night going through was you know about about that uh about that show confederate is that it would have been nice to actually have seen a trailer than them just talking about it. Right, and that, and that's when I think so, HBO did them did Benioff and Weiss a disservice. Mm -hmm. Because in my opinion, I low-key think that HBO set Benioff and Weiss to fail with that. Set them up, maybe. Set them up. I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. with Benioff and Weiss, you know, they're, like, with the success of Game of Thrones, they're, like, the golden boys at, yeah. like, HBO. Sure. So they probably could have gotten anything they wanted. Right. And they said, my theory is, they had this idea for the show, they went to HBO and said, hey, we want to do this alternate reality show where the, the North didn't actually win the Civil War. Mm -hmm. And HBO is thinking... Nah, fam, I don't think that's a good idea. Right. But they don't want to say no to mm -hmm. Benioff and Weiss either. So I think they said, okay, sure, we can do it. We'll do an announcement on it. So they can use that as a bellwether test to see how the public yeah. is going to react. I think they wanted to see how people are going to react to the news of this show. So they let sure. Benioff and Weiss go out there. They had this big press presentation, and, and they talked about it. And then <laughs> hoping, HBO secretly hoping that, like, the the public was going to be like, nah, this is a terrible idea. And, and, and then that would make it an easy decision for HBO to, to, to not go forward with the right, show. Right, Because, I mean, it was just weird that they announced this show. They had a press event related to it where they talked about the show, but they didn't have anything. They didn't even have a mm -hmm. script. It's not like they had a mm -hmm. script and it was ordered to pilot and mm -hmm. they were shooting the next week and they already cast people. Mm -hmm. They were nowhere near than that stage. It was just at the announcement stage. So to me, that means like, Y'all weren't sure how this was going to fly with the public. Right. And you wanted to see what was going to happen. And that's why you didn't have anything planned. And because you read more industry things than I do and, and, and follow that, like, have you ever heard of anybody doing that? Have you ever heard of a network putting that kind of information out to the public in this kind of way where there is nothing to go on? You know what I mean? Like, no, not, when do you ever hear about any project where it's just... Well, not nothing, not, not for something like this. Like, if they do that, yeah. it's for, like, something that's, like, established property. You know, you know like they did with the... Um, 
you know, for like the Star Wars show, shows on Disney Plus. Okay, where people know what's right. Yeah, what this They'll is. Say, oh, we're going to do a show about this. Oh, we're going to do a show with, uh, you know, Winter Soldier and you know right. Falcon. We're going to do a show with Wanda and Vision. Like they didn't have anything for planned all the, as far like, as right Game of Thrones prequel sequel things, right they whatever. didn't have yeah. actual scripts at the time right they didn't have anybody cast at the time right and they probably didn't have much of a creative staff you know locked in on under the contract working on it but it's an established property so they know okay we know what we're getting we know you know what you you're know what, yeah right so As we can audience. announce this but for something like confederate like that was completely weird like what i mean if they had a first episode done a pilot then it would have made sense to say, mm-hmm. hey, this is the show we're going to go with. Right. But they didn't have anything this for it. It was so weird. It was so weird. So mm-hmm. that's why I was thinking maybe HBO just just set them up. They didn't want to say no to Benny Off and Weiss and just said, hey, uh, mm-hmm. just sit them out there. Hey, you go out, you go out <laughs> like, there and tell the people about the show. <laughs> Don't tell them you're making a show about slavery. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back here. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back here waiting for you. We'll be waiting, waiting for you. For you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, the like the way I was thinking about that show, though, was like... The only way I think it would have been acceptable is first seeing something, but two, like, okay, yeah, this happened, like the, you know, North lost and there's still slavery, but there's got to be a twist to it. Like, I was kind of waiting for that and hearing that news, like, but what's the twist? Well, well we didn't get to that point. We like, didn't, I mean, we I didn't think get the twist. That, and I, that kind of sucks that well, yeah, I we didn't get that Exactly. Far. I don't think it's like I'll necessarily say that. a twist. It's probably to the point where like, okay, but... There are people trying to, you know, there are people working to stop slavery. There's going to be people who are trying to escape. You yeah. know, there's going to be different things going on. Like I'm, I'm sure that's probably what the plan was, but yeah. we don't really know because they didn't really get into it. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I'll say, like, maybe, as some people said, like, maybe we're a little bit too quick to judge. And, you know, we stopped something that maybe it would have turned out a lot different than we thought. <laughs> yeah. Because just, yeah. Hearing that initial bit, I, I was like, mm, see, I don't need to watch well, that's that. The, that's the difference between me and you because I still would want to watch it at, just to right. see what it's like the first time. And then if it's offensive, I'll be like, well, I'm not going to watch it anymore. I'm not yeah. going to watch it anymore. And that's what we have to get to eventually in, in, in this world of where we just judge things so quickly when we hear things because social media, it just eats things up so fast. And it's like, we got to let some things play out And if you don't like it, don't watch it. You know what I mean? It's like as easy as that. You hear about something you think is suspect, you ain't got to watch it. I think part of it, in particular, Confederates, like people just didn't like Benioff and Weiss. It's the cool cool thing to bash them. You know, it's the cool thing to say they suck, they don't know anything, as if they didn't like, you know, steer this show to like greatness over, you know, how many seasons. I just feel like it was just in vogue at the time to bash those two guys. Sure, yeah. And I think that contributed to it because if it wasn't them, let's say it was somebody else, like, you know, some other well respected Mm -hmm. showrunners or something something like that they probably wouldn't have you know it probably wouldn't have had the same reaction or backlash from the public, right probably wouldn't have, yeah it, probably wouldn't i mean people still probably would have been upset but i think it, people would have been less upset if it was it was people other than bidding off and wise because they, yeah. they're they're definitely a lightning rod for people who you know have their criticisms of what they did with game of thrones sure yeah yeah so in in any event, it'd be that was our tangent for the night. Yeah, <laughs> but but it was related because yeah. I because I because I, I mean essentially this is kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the show is uh, Watchmen's kind of you know 
talks about heavy racial issues and it's mm-hmm. run by, run by you know, white people. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see how it plays out and how people's reactions to it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fare throughout the, the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So anyway, anyway, that's it. That's it? That's all we got? That's all we got for now. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we're going to have more in the future. Yeah, because, as we keep going along. Because this is just the first episode. We, you know, like I said, it's kind of tough to figure out what's going on. Right. Uh, but once we start getting more into the characters, you know, we'll start to understand, you know, the deeper mystery and the themes of what's going on. And mm-hmm. But I think this is uh, good for our first show. Yep. And, um, yeah, I guess that's it. If you have any comments, please leave them on our iTunes page. Yeah. Or what's the best page? Well, I think we should get some iTunes reviews. We want iTunes reviews. We definitely please. need those. Because those help us in search results. Uh, when people are looking for us, it helps us on the charts. Um, so please, please, please go to iTunes. Look up Just the Two of Us podcast. The You know it's us because you see a little cartoon of us standing there. <laughs> That's going to be our podcast. <laughs> and leave a review. We would will, we will prefer five-star reviews. But, you know, if you feel like you, you can only give us a four, we'll take that as well. <laughs> we but anything less that. than four, then, you know... We don't like you. So, <laughs> so forward above, that would be helpful. For Honest us. critiques. Honest critiques. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. So hit us up on iTunes. And also, you know, you can find us on all the streaming platforms. We are everywhere. We are everywhere. Google. We're on Google. We're on Spotify. We're on, you know, TuneIn. Podbean. Podbean. Stitcher. We're, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. So be sure to look us up, write us reviews wherever you can. We appreciate it. And, you know, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Peace out. Bye.